Welcome to Kingdom Connection with Pastor Jensen Franklin. I bet that there's some authority figure in your life that you would love to be free from. Maybe it's your parents or your boss or your homeowners association, but maybe it's God. I remember as a teenager, I couldn't wait to be in charge of my own life, but with every new freedom came new responsibilities. Sometimes we become convinced that the further we remove ourselves from anything that holds us accountable, the happier and freer we will be. But if you're anything like me, I bet you've gotten far enough away to regret it a few times. As crazy as it sounds, maximum freedom is found in maximum submission to the God who loves us perfectly. Look with me in Judges chapter 18 for just a few moments. Judges chapter 18, I'll read verse 7. So the five men departed and went to Laish. And they saw people who were there. Notice how they dwelt safely in the manner of the Sidons, quiet and secure. There were no rulers in the land who might put them to shame for anything. Listen to this. They were far from the Zidonians and they had no ties with anyone. I want to also focus on the ending of the story because in verse 28, it said there was no one to deliver them because, listen to that, they were so far from Sidon and they had no ties, it keeps saying that, with anyone. In other words, they completely isolated themselves and it led to their own destruction. The whole city was destroyed and they re rebuilt a new city, the conqueror did, over everything that they had done. I want to talk to you about this for just a few moments about don't get out there so far. You have to keep the distance short and you'll understand this title. Um, if I had another title, it would be three steps to victory. If you'll reverse what I'm going to show you, the pattern was that they took. The people of Laish, Lamish, the Bible said they felt they were safe and secure because the scripture said they chose the Zidonians as their pattern to build their lives after. They chose the Zidonians as the influence that would impact them the most. How they thought the direction of their life was not coming from godly people, was not coming from scripturally based lives, but these people got away from the other tribes of Israel. They got out and the text said that they chose the Zidonians as the major influence in their life. I want to stop before I go any further and I want to say, be very careful who you allow to influence you. Be very careful who you allow to formulate your thinking. The first thing you notice is they pattern themselves after the Zidonians. They begin to become extremely careless about the way and the God that they had, they had been taught to honor and serve. Second Peter says, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary. The devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Be vigilant against your adversary. Be vigilant because he wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy your walk with God. Be vigilant 
with social media. Be vigilant with not allowing yourself to become careless and begin to be more influenced by the culture that we're living in and people who do not honor or believe God and believe in God. When you begin to pattern your life after those people, it's dangerous. You can't be too careful with your relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't be too careful with guarding yourself. The Bible put it like this, guard your heart with all diligence. That doesn't sound like some kind of loose thing that, that you think about every once in a while, a flash passing thought. Guard your heart with all diligence. Be careful. We do not pattern our life after Hollywood. We do not pattern our life after people who feel like God and the Bible don't even matter anymore. You do not do that. That's why social media, they, they have what they call influencers and they're not lying. They're there to influence you in style and in dress and in conduct and in every way. And when, when, when rappers are a bigger influence than parents, when, 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 when the, you know, people who are good and wholesome and godly, if you don't watch it, folks, that influence will begin to change the direction of your life. Every time there's a popular movement or a popular statement, it's almost like it's expected the church just to fall in line and get in order and just submit to, to, to the political correctness of the hour. Well, I'm not that pastor, and I don't believe you are that people. We're going to go by the word of God. Let's wait until the sun gets hot. All oh, the wokeism that is coming to the church that we're ashamed to say, I am for life. I am for babies. My God, we had a state in the last election. We had one of the states say, if a baby is born accidentally survives the abortion attempt, you are to make it comfortable. 52% of the citizens of that state said, put it in a pan, make it comfortable, walk out and let it die. I don't care what culture says. This book says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh God, help us. Help us to wait until the sun is hot before we make the call on things that are of such weightiness and importance. It may look good. It may feel good. It may be popular, but we are, we are in the last days where the very elect are being absolutely deceived. Philippians 1 said, let your, let your walk, another translation, mine says, let your vote be worthy of the gospel. Let your conduct be worthy of the gospel. I don't know how people vote for some things and some people, they're all flawed. They're all messed up. All the candidates are going to have issues. So you got to look at what is clear though. I don't know about this, that, and the other, but is the sun hot enough on what they're going to vote for that it lines up with God's word? If it doesn't, you need to check yourself. Because maybe culture is influencing you more than the scriptures. 
maybe peer pressure. You young people, you're going to have to make decisions. You may not be as popular as everybody else. You may not get invited to the parties and you may have to suffer some. You may be rejected. But when you stand for this book, Jesus will stand for you and he'll open doors no man can shut for the man or the woman who will take a stand in an evil and wicked time. It's the truth. Clap your hands and say amen. I know, I know. I'll get emails, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Notice the second thing. When culture, socialism, Marxism, influencing more than the Word of God, the devaluing of church, don't even want it anymore. A new generation coming up that knows not God, judges said, nor his miracles in the nation. They patterned their life after the wicked. The second thing that happened that is astounding, the next part of that verse says, and there was no magistrate or no there was no rulers. Notice that. There were no rulers in the land. Notice this part. Who might put them to shame for anything. In other words, another word for ruler is authority. There were, there were no magistrates or rulers in the land that would put them to shame about anything. In other words, we don't want any rules. We don't, we don't want that in our generation. We don't want rules. Defund the police. We don't want any authority. We want to do whatever we want to do. If we want to go in and, and take things from the store, we'll take things from the store. If we want to burn down and tear down any and everything, this is what happens. You begin to pattern your life after wickedness, and then the next thing is no authority. I want no authority over me. I respect no authority. I don't respect my parents. I don't respect the police. I don't respect, and certainly there are bad apples. Certainly there are people who have done things, but I want you to know there are more good apples than bad apples, and if we don't have authority, we have mayhem, mayhem and and, and Destruction in the streets, crime goes crazy, and that's what's happening in America. He said, We do not want that anything would make us ashamed, make us feel bad, make us feel like, you know, that they have authority over us. Who's the church? What's the Bible? Who's God? I don't believe in God. I make up my own religion. No authority. No authority. I'm not mad. I'm a nice guy. And I'm not apologizing either. These people, these people got to a place where they said, they said, we're going to have, we don't want to hear anybody. We don't want to listen to anybody. We don't want to go to that church because they, they, they're going to tell us this is wrong and that is wrong. And we don't want anything to make us feel like we're going the wrong way. The hour that we're living in, the whole agenda behind defund the police, transgenderism, wokeism, socialism, atheism, it's all, it is all a demonic antichrist spirit if you can't see it. And it is destroying. People are being murdered and killed like never before. God help us. 
And they do this with no shame. Just accept it. Just accept it. Just accept the whole thing and shut up about it. And I feel that spirit as a leader. I've never felt this before. I've never felt the pressure of of preaching God's word that somehow that would offend people in the seats. And and you know, the good thing about getting older is you, you just don't care anymore. But, but I, I feel for the young guys. I'm not here to criticize your generation. You listen to me. You're the greatest. This generation is the greatest generation the world has ever seen. But the enemy is trying his best to absolutely pattern you after the Zidonians and tell you you don't need authority. You don't need godly voices. You don't need good people. That's old stuff. That old fogey stuff about having sex after you get married. That's old fogey. You can sleep with your girlfriend. You can sleep with your boyfriend. You can have a boyfriend if you're a boyfriend, a girlfriend if you're a girlfriend. That's old stupid stuff. That's man-made. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. And this is the enemy. He's crept in. We didn't see it coming. He used the pandemic to get isolation, just like the scripture said, no ties with anybody. So you start making up your own version of God. It's called making an image out of God. It's not who he is. I'm trying. They said, we want no shame. We want no recourse. We want no repercussions. The third thing and the final thing was they were cut off. Notice that last part of that verse. They had no ties with anyone. This is what Satan does. He gets you to pattern your life after Hollywood or whatever. Then you start rebuking and saying, I don't want that authority. I don't want that gospel. I don't want that conviction. I don't want to feel ashamed. I don't want to blush about my lifestyle. I don't want any checks in my spirit about how I just spoke to my mother, my father, and cussed them out. I don't don't need any of that. I, I don't want that. I don't want authority over my life. Then the last thing is they had no ties with anyone. They just began to cut off from their life godly influences and voices, one after another, after another, after another. They lived in their own environment, chose to pull away and withdraw. The protection of the house of God was lifted. Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 9 says that two are better than one, for they have a good reward for their labor. If one falls, the other lifts up. But woe to the one who falls by himself, for he has not another to lift him up. You need the help of godly influences. So if you fall, the sin is not falling. The sin is if you fall and you don't have people around you that can pick you up and encourage you and speak truth to you. You just have other people who are as wicked and wrong as you are and you keep falling and you go from an addiction to a deeper addiction and from a bondage and a shame and a pain to a deeper shame and abuse and pain. And all because the world you're in is nothing but darkness, nothing but darkness. Geese fly in a pointed formation, a V formation, And they've studied it for many years, but it was only in the 1970s that 
aerodynamics of the flock were really understood and studied in a thorough study. And this is what they found. Birds that fly in a flock together in that V formation, this is astounding. They can fly 70% further than they could fly by themselves. That when you identify and you get connected to the flock in geese world, you can fly 70% further with the group that you're flying with than you could ever do by yourself. You can go further when you don't do it alone. You got to quit trying to be the Lone Ranger. You got to quit trying to do your own thing. You ought to come on and fly with the flock. We're going somewhere. We're going to go all the way to heaven. We're going to go all the way to the new Jerusalem, and you ought to fly with us. You don't need to cut all ties off. And I'm on, me and Jesus got our own thing going. Yeah, you go, you're going all right. And there's a hawk watching you. About to rip your head off. You think the devil's playing with you? You think the devil's okay just to, just to hurt you a little bit? He comes to kill, steal, and destroy your life. And he wants you to cut those ties with all the people who know how to pray. All the people who know how to plead the blood. All the people who know how to pick you up when you fall. He wants you to cut the ties. But you'll go further if you'll fly with the flock. You know, there's always one person that starts to clap, and then everybody claps. It's easier after one person. Thank you. There went one. See, all of y'all were thinking it, but one said. I always hear people say, anybody can serve the Lord when you're, in, when you're around Christians. And I want to say, and? Hey, maybe you ought to get that revelation. It's a whole lot easier to do it with some good Christian friends and some good Christian influences than trying to do it by yourself. Anybody can praise the Lord when everybody's praising the Lord. Exactly. Let's praise the Lord together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's shout together. Hallelujah. See, it's easier. And when you're trying to make it to heaven and you're on a journey, the way you get victory, like those geese flying a V, the way you get victory is you fly with the flock. Get around people that have raised some children, and they'll tell you, you know, this ain't nothing, honey. You're going to get through it. Just, just plead the blood of Jesus and anoint their bedroom with oil. And if you have to, take the door off the hinges and, and, and make sure you got all the codes to everything. And, and then follow them and put something secret on their car so you'll know where they are, where they're supposed to be. Dude, I've got all the secrets. I know what to do. You're not the only one fighting for your child. You're not the only one fighting for your marriage. You're not the only one going through hell. But when you get together with the flock and you say, well, you know, if you made it, I can make it. The next thing they said happens is when you're flying in flock formation, you know what happens? They said, when one 
when that first one out there, when he feels what they call an uplift, a head lift, when an uplift that goes up, a headwind that takes them up, that, that all the other little geese do is they just say, oh, well, there he goes. That means we're all going up. When one goes up, they all go higher. And, and they said the amazing thing was this. Said, it said that when you fly with the flock, this is, this is pretty amazing. You don't have to flap your wings as much and waste your energy. But there is a draft. There is an uplift that comes through services like this. That just when you're about to give up and suddenly, maybe it's the pastor this morning or maybe it's somebody else. But if any one of us flying together takes a little upward, feels a little uplift, feels a little strength and wind of the Holy Spirit under our wings, suddenly the whole congregation, if they will go in that direction, they all get lifted. But lastly... He said, the amazing thing is when you, that the flocking of these geese together provides protection from predators. That's the real reason. It provides tremendous protection from falcons and hawks. Even birds that don't fly in that formation, they will fly together and they will ball up in almost like a tornado-looking group of birds. And what they are doing is they know, number one, it helps them give navigation to where the food is, but it also means that there is a predator somewhere around, and they will literally, if the predator follows, they did one study, and they said that there was one attack that came five times on the smaller birds, and but they would ball up together, the birds would ball up together, and eventually the the hawk or the uh, falcon would veer off and go home dinnerless because there was no way that they could get to the weak ones and the little ones. When all those birds came together, it was so intimidating that it provided protection for the families of those birds. Thank God for the protection of the church. Thank God for the protection of brothers and sisters in my name gathering. I am there in the midst. It's not easy for the enemy to pick you off if you don't do this thing alone. Lift your hands up. I feel the presence of God in this room right now. The Lord would say to some young people listening to me at every campus and online and on television and wherever you're watching this, you're too far from your parents. You're too far from godly influences. You're living way out there and you need to come home. Come back to the pattern your life after Jesus. Pattern your life after good people. Godly people. Isn't that the truth? It's so simple, isn't it? Say, Lord, I want an umbrella of authority. I want somebody that pricks my heart with conviction. I don't want to do this and never be ashamed of doing it. I want the the conscience to be awakened, and I want to be under authority. What are the lessons that we can avoid. Yeah, a, a great quote, um, mentors are shortcuts to success. 
Mentorship is learning through the pain of another person. There are two ways that people learn through mentors or mistakes. And I'd rather learn through somebody who made the mistake and I can learn through their pain than me make the mistake and go through that hell. Mentoring Moments with Jensen Franklin and Marcus Meekum. Now available wherever you get your podcasts. Kingdom Connection is a soul-winning ministry that is reaching the world through broadcasting, expanding into new church campuses, and global acts of compassion. By using the technology of today to fulfill the Great Commission, we are able to connect with countless people and reach hundreds of thousands of lives. Our broadcast connects with people like you all around the world with messages that speak to them. Our ministry exists to help build a connection for strengthening your faith and living out your God-given purpose. And our missions and relief work help connect you to desperate situations, showing the love of Christ through global acts of compassion. We feel the time is right and God is leading us to grow, and that only happens when you partner with us through Connection Partnership. With as little as a dollar a day, you'll be helping us reach further than we've ever been before. To become a part of this ministry and enjoy exclusive partner benefits, visit us online at jensenfranklin.org. Hope starts with you. Together, we can do something incredible for the kingdom of God. Your support helps us preach the gospel to over 200 nations around the globe, produce inspirational resources, and continue support for outreach projects. All donations received through a campaign are subject to redirection at the discretion of the organization. 